Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Welcome to this week's edition of the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up, fabulous funny man Tom Allen sprinkles some glitz and glam over our general knowledge with his brilliant new show, Quizness, on Channel 4. The velvet voice Jack Savaretti charms us all with news of his brand new single, Who's Hurting Who, from his soon-to-be-released album, Euro Piana. Manic Street Preacher's lyricist, bassist and all-round rock and roll legend Nicky Wire tells us about the band's new single, Orwellian. The dishy Love Island doctor and actual A&E superstar Alex George gets us all thinking with tips and tricks from his book, Live Well Every Day. And the fantastic Freddie Fox is fabulous, as always, with the latest on the new BBC miniseries, The Pursuit of Love. All of that and so much more to come. Now, Dapper Dave, tell us who's our first guest. From comedy clubs to TV studios, our next guest is always the epitome of charm and sophistication. Mm. His brand new series, Quizness, starts tonight at 8pm on Channel 4. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to witness the quizness of the always impeccable Tom Allen. Morning, Tom. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning, Tom. And may I say this, wibble to the squeeze. Oh, that is so (laughs) wonderful of you to A, have watched the show, and B, have used it back at me. It's fun right it's not super, super daft no it's not fun it's brilliant it's fun oh thank you no, sorry it is fun and it's brilliant um <laughs> can you imagine tom how i felt having to interview about gordon ramsay about something similar a few weeks ago having watched his show and oh yes knowing how how dire it really was and <laughs> having to pretend it wasn't and how you're very brave you see i wouldn't have said that i wouldn't have said well, that because I, I think he's very tall and he might well, no. I'd be frightened of him. Hang on a minute. I didn't say it to him. I'm only saying it now. Oh, um, fine. Um, I, he doesn't listen, does he? That's fine. No, That's he, fine. he That's doesn't fine. listen to we're anyone we're ever, that, I would That's imagine. true. Famous for it. Famous but, for it. Tom, um, let me <clears> tell <throat> you, with my hand on my heart, absolutely and nothing crossed, this is a fantastic show, Quizness. Now, you're going to have to explain oh, it to people because I can't... It's 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 completely um, understandable when you're watching it, but to explain it is a different matter. You're very good at it. Off you go. Okay, fine. Well, it's got the, a similar energy to the two Ronnies Master mind sketch i always think you know when they answer the previous question yes um it sort of convolutes all the answers into sort of nonsense ways so the uh, contestants end up playing it saying ridiculous things out loud for example we might ask what's the smallest mammal well that's the answer is something like vole but you don't say vole you say the answer to the question next to it which is uh, who's the star of the film Top Gun? And so I say, what's the smallest mammal? And you say, Tom Cruise. <laughs> so silly things like that. Or may- maybe get them to replace certain words that begin with certain letters. So all words beginning with B have to be um, uh, uh, replaced with bubbly. And all words beginning with J are replaced with jubbly. Who's the prime minister? Not Boris Johnson. Bubbly jubbly. See, so you're good at we, it. You're speaking the well, language of your own quiz. Patter, oh, you know, mate. Well, we had such a fun time doing it. And it is, it is one of those ones that's kind of, it's weird to explain, but I think people will love it when they come to watch it because it's fun for younger people and older people. And it's very challenging. It sounds silly, but it's also very challenging. It so, is really it's challenging. For everyone. And what's nice yeah. about it is you've got, you've got, you know, half intelligent people as contestants, which we, they, <laughs> they have to be, you know, especially the, when it comes to the final round. And uh, we'll get onto that in a moment or two. Is this an original oh, yes. format or has this been proven somewhere else? 
No, it's original. Um, Dan wow. Meyer created it, who works a lot with Harry Hill. Uh, and he's so wonderful. He's got that sort of, uh, what's the word, obtuse uh, and surreal sense of humour, uh, which really lends itself to the show very well. And uh, CPL make it, who, um, who make things like uh, League of Their Own and Rob and Romish versus the World. And um, there's something about movies, which I'm also part of. You are. But, um, so so um, it's, uh, it's, it's a great, yeah, it's a really great show. We have fun. The set sort of looks like a casino on a cruise ship, um, which I kind of enjoy. It's glitziness. Although at one point, contestants, they're supposed to go up some steps at the back and they went the wrong way. And I don't know where, I mean, they sort of just ended up wandering around the set for the rest of the show. But it was fine. You know, it was sort of fine. Sort of anarchy, I like. I think it's so clever. It is so funny. And the twists and the turns. And, you know, the reason I said um, good morning and wibble to the squeeze, uh, Tom, Mm -hmm. was because... Well, that is one of the rounds, a bit like bubbly jubbly. Uh, sometimes you might have to replace W words with wibble and S words with squeeze or squibble, uh, and um, whichever, whichever, depending on the show. Um, and so, um, wibble to the squibble, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I mean, I feel like we're creating our own sort of pig Latin or something. Oh, or I, think Polari. I think it's great. It's, I think um, it's great. The, oh. only, the only thing I would say, can I be, can I be constructive? Or... Well, I always come here for your mentorship, Chris. No, That's well, the main reason. I, sorry, I but I don't mean to. I, I don't no, have... you... Listen, the... I was allowed to stay up late to watch Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. So right. do not think I will not take, I, I, I won't take this. Now, the only thing I would say, because it's so good, right? It's so yes, fantastic. Yes. The only thing I would say, I think it should be an everyday. I think it should be a stripped show and not a once, one-off Friday night primetime show. I think it should be up against um, Pointless or or at least on for like four weeks, five days a week so we can all get into it. Do you know what I mean? I, I, oh, I, I would like that. That's the only I thing like I that. thought. And I, I thought about you and I thought about Anne Robinson. And because that's, well, people often do. <laughs> that, that's why I asked you, was it an original show? Because, of course, Weakest Link was original to the UK and then Anne famously took it over to the US and you know and um, and, oh, and yes. it couldn't have been more successful now what yeah uh, this is this is one of those shows that I think may maybe a couple of other people in the world could do I actually can't think of anyone and I think no one and the, I will find them <laughs> no but one of the reasons it you know it's it's the perfect you know it's the Lennon to your McCartney I mean honestly oh, con- congratulations Oh, that, Chris, that is high praise indeed. Thank you. I mean, it's sort of, it's very deadpan and very surreal. And I think it'll um, sit very nicely at eight o'clock on people's TV viewing schedules. It's a, it'll be a bit of fun to watch, maybe if you're getting a takeaway on a Friday night. That's yep. what I'd say. All right, anything else yes. you'd like to say or anything I've not asked you that I should before you go, my friend? Chris, uh, no. What you, um, I, I would like to say, um, I'd like to tell you about my new range of wigs I'm bringing out. <laughs> and um, and um, I'd like to say uh, the word candle wig bedspread and um no i don't know i don't know no i'm done i think i think i'm quite i'm quite done here uh was there anything you wanted to ask me before i go no i think i think i'm happy if you're happy what are you doing this evening apart from I'm, watching my show I'm, that's all i'm doing all i'm doing is i'm before oh. eight o'clock i'm telling people to watch your show i'm going to knock on doors where i live <laughs> i'm going to borrow my son's uh, phone and, and text people um and then i'm going to watch your show and then i'm going to try and get on social media afterwards which i don't have any access to and um join great. the twitter sphere uh, positive oh, response and, and jubilance to what has just uh. happened on channel four that is so kind of you, Chris. I cannot thank you enough. You're too generous to me as a friend. Well, um, I hope one of these days I'll get to come into the studio and see you in, in, in the flesh. All and right. um, we'll chat more. Tom, okay. You but, know um, where we thank are. you for everything. Well done. I know where you are. Okay. I know. I know. All, All right. right. All right, everyone. Tom, have a lovely weekend. Bye-bye. Tom Allen, Quizness. Give my love to your mum and dad. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Hi. 
<laughs> Did you run here? <laughs> I mean, I'm in a state of somewhat undress, aren't I? Oh, no, you look incredible. First the science, now the sports. <laughs> You're putting us to shame. <laughs> I think it's called a midlife crisis, Jack. <laughs> So I hear you. I hear in the you. final analysis, uh, the uh, you know once the final whistle had been blown, who was hurting who? Well, that's something we haven't figured out yet. I think <laughs> we're still trying to realize that surrendering is a lot harder than fighting. Who's hurting who? It's all all about projection, isn't it? It's all end? about projection, it's man. You've hit the nail on the head. Why? You get it. <laughs> Jack Subready's brand new single, "Who's Hurting Who," featuring Niall Rogers, is out now. It's the lead single from his upcoming seventh album, "Europeana," out on June the twenty-fifth. Now, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Jack's got a tour, um, and tickets are available <laughs> at jacksavaretti.com and have been from about nine o'clock today. Yeah, they have. They have. Apparently, word on the street is, yeah. Question number one, Jack. What was it like working with Niall Roger? It was incredible. He's become a little bit of a mentor for me because we met via over email, but Mm. we've actually since become Zoom buddies. (laughs) I did his podcast too, which was incredible, which ended up being me interviewing him more than him interviewing me because his life kind of puts mine to shame. Have you seen him live? No, I've never actually seen him live. Went to see him. I've seen him loads of times. He's playing for us at one of the car fests this year. Uh, Sheik and Nile Rogers are playing for us. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At car fest South. But I went to see him at the Roundhouse. And he said, basically said, I'm going to play a few of my hits. 47 songs later. 47 of the biggest <laughs> songs you've ever heard. <laughs> including David Bowie songs. that He, he, he produced David I Bowie. I know, and co-wrote yeah. songs. It's like, you know, you, you could leave a bit of talent for everybody else, couldn't you, Nile? <laughs> that, that would be nice. I mean, it was so nice when we sent him the track. And I didn't know if he was actually going to be down for doing this. Right. So already him saying, okay, I'll do it. I love the track was great. But then we got, the, we got the tracks back, what he did. And we were in the studio. And when we just pushed sort of a space bar play, and Nile Rogers came through the speakers playing along to my song, that was a moment I'll never forget. Right. So that's a brilliant um, observation and something that we can uh, take a deeper dive into. So what does what, when you press play, right, mm-hmm. what did you hear that Nile Rogers had gifted you that other people couldn't even imagine? Well, it's kind of, I've, I've, I can't tell you the amount of times in a studio I've said I'd love to put some Nile Rogers style guitar down right. here. And I can't tell you how often I've butchered that. So when you hear him do it, he does this trick where he lays guitars over each other. Yes. So what every guitarist has spent numerous hours in their bedroom trying to do this waka waka that yeah. you sort of relate to yes. Nile Rogers. Yes. He kind of, I'm not, this isn't me giving away his trick. He did it on an interview recently on a podcast when he was talking about Get Lucky and how Daft Punk, the two guys from Daft Punk, were fascinated to how they couldn't get his sound, <laughs> whatever they did with the guitar. And he revealed to them that he double, he layers over the guitar. So they're doing this kind of offbeat to each other. It sounds right. like one guitar. So that's why no guitarist can do it with one hand because he's doubling them up. That's so that's his trick. Because when I saw him um, at the Roundhouse, there were a few a few rhythm guitarists on stage, and I thought, ah, oh, you'd like you'd have like four violinists in an orchestra. Yeah. Is that why then? <laughs> I guess they're all sort of they're, they're counteracting what he's playing to give it that amazing so, Al Rogers sound. So, but obviously, he, he's more than a one-trick pony. So, what else does he bring to the party? Well, for me, he brought leadership and storytelling. And he also gave me the blessing to kind of follow the concept that I had for this album because the whole point of it was bringing the music that he basically introduced to the world because he did really take funk and disco and make it a global sound, especially in Europe. It became massive in Europe. And so what I was trying to do with this record was remind people of the great European sounds that have come out from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s when American, Philadelphia, New York sound across the ocean came here and it met the tradition of songwriting, which is typically European, of melody, melancholy, and storytelling. And those two worlds combined and gave us the likes of ABBA, Georgia Moroda, Julio Iglesias, stuff like that, which really changed European music. And he totally got that when I explained it to him. He told me the thing he remembered most was 
hearing his club for most of his youth at Studio 54 and clubs in New York, underground sort of places. And then suddenly he became really famous and successful and rich and he was in the south of France and his music came on. And he's like, it sounded different, man. <laughs> it sounded different when I was in Club Sunk on Sunk instead of Studio 54. And that's exactly what I'm kind of trying to sort of highlight is how the whole, your environment does change the sound of music tremendously. It's funny, isn't it? Because there are closed emotions, you know, that are useful and genuine, sincere and unavoidable and undeniable, but they create closed thoughts, which can be, can, can sort of culminate in amazing art, but it's closed art. And it's funny because um, I was talking to somebody who you will know, um, I won't call the name out on the radio, but um, he was very conflicted and has been conflicted with um, various states of his mental health over the mm. years, which has been dri has driven his music, and you can hear it in his music, and he talks about it, so it's not a secret. Mm -hmm. But when he's on stage, he's free. And what's really interesting is that his closed music fights with his f free persona on stage, and there, there, therein lies the heartbreak and why his performances are so compelling. His new album, um, where he's 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 sort of come to terms with where he is mentally is freer in the writing and I haven't seen him yet perform with these new free songs <laughs> and his free stage persona and the conflict won't be there anymore but there'll be this new joy do you get what I'm talking about? Totally it's like a, it's a, it's a celebration I I'd gotten to a point where if I'm totally honest I started struggling to tell the truth unless I was putting it in song like song was like the only place I could find this kind of safe space to truly say what I was feeling or what I felt about a situation. And I felt like I could get away with it because I was protected by this kind of blanket of music, which makes people not take it necessarily as literal or as you personally. So I really struggled when the music stopped, how to be truthful, how to not sort of continue. I was very aware of when I wasn't being truthful, put it that way, when the music stopped. My, I, got, I got much louder without the music. And so when this album came about, I thought, okay, if I'm aware of that, if I'm aware that telling the truth is something that music allows me safe to feel, why don't I celebrate my good, happy truth? Like you just said, closed out and open out. I totally agree with that. And in the past, I think I was kind of opening up something that was closed. This time, I just wanted to reveal all the openness that I actually have and actually celebrate it and, and, and dance with it and share it and try to make it a little bit more connect with positivity rather than just angst and frustration, <laughs> which I've spent so much time doing. But it's just life, isn't it? It's <laughs> totally, just life. Yeah, totally. You know, uh, youth is wasted on the younger, Absolutely. wisdom is wasted on the old. That's Absolutely. just what's going on. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Their new single, Orwellian, is out today and a new album is on the way. So please welcome a man that's sound of mind, full of heart and ace of bass. It's the one and only Nicky Wire. All right, Nicky. Hello, hello, sir. <laughs> nice to speak to you again. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Looking, it's a nice sunny day here in Wales. Album's out, nerves are tingling. Good stuff. You've got all the sunshine, pal. Well done. Yeah, indeed. Um, how was the school run this morning? Yeah, usual. Terrible driver. I'm an awful driver. Are you really? I only learnt when I was 50. I wish I never Did had. you honestly? That's interesting, isn't it? Come yeah. on, just tell us about that briefly. <laughs> <laughs> just really painful. I mean, I was would, I would just... I'd been petrified of driving. I used to book a lesson and then cancel it, not tell anyone, and just walk around where I lived for two hours to avoid that. <laughs> That's so you. That's... <laughs> but I, I learned on automatic only. I was, do you know what? I was, that was my next question. It actually wasn't going to be a question. I was going to say, I bet you only learned on automatic as well. But uh, I did pass first time, unlike James or Sean, so I do have that over them. When did they learn? Uh, they love cars. You know, they right. learned a long time. It's Sean especially. He's like you. 
Um, I've got to ask the question, you know, as always, why not? But why did you bother after not driving so long? What certainly took you to, I don't know, towards the, the driving muse, as it were? Um, well, unfortunately, my parents grew up poorly as well. So they, they live up the valleys. Well, they did, sorry. So I, I thought, well, just to see them and the kids and stuff like that. And basically, my, my wife made me. So that's the real answer. It was like the Motherland episode. Yeah, come on. Like with Kevin, if you've seen that. It's a great excuse, isn't it? No, I haven't seen it, but Rachel has it. Rachel? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's great when he passes his test. Did you have gloves like Kevin did? (laughs) (laughs) I was tempted. I was very tempted. No, because it's the perfect excuse to get out of loads of um, sort of uh, domestic duties, isn't it? I can't can't go to the tip because I can't drive. I can't sit at the school because I can't drive. I'm a rock star for heaven's sake. I don't need to drive. I've been driven everywhere all my life. Yeah, of course. There's got to be some perk to this job. Exactly. All right, uh, Nikki. brand new Mannix music. Tell us what you want us to know. Um, uh, Jim's wrote it on the piano. A lot of the album's been written on the piano. We really like listening to our old records from the 70s. The big ABBA influence. Lyrics uh, influenced by um, the jams going underground. That kind of onslaught of information <laughs> and culture wars and just trying to navigate your way through it. As you hit 50... Okay, and uh, other thoughts around 50 for for you and the other members of the band. Have you had chats about it? Because talking helps if help is required. <laughs> I just, everything went. It's just that everything was destroyed. Body, memory. I think when you're young, you know, you want to save the world and you hit 50, you just want to save, you, save yourself from yourself. <laughs> or save yourself from others. Yeah, because you because you when I'm driving. Yeah, you become you start to become a right pain in the bum. Um, any any distension going on that you need to tell us about? Any what? Sorry, distension. It's my wife's favourite subject. My distension, which is uh, it's distension. Just look it up. Okay, <laughs> it'll be if it hasn't. It obviously hasn't happened yet. Otherwise, you know what I'm referring to. Um, okay, but you've got that not to look forward to as well. As well, add that to the list, pal. Dear, it's dear, really dear, weird. Dear. It's I know. Vassus has just looked it up. Oh God, no! Don't look forward to that. Don't look it up. <laughs> Nicky, when it happens, it's really weird. You go, hang on a minute, and it literally happens over. You know, actually, here you go. It's the it's the book end of you know um, when your voice breaks when you're younger. Yeah. And you literally wake up one morning sounding a lot more Barry White than you ever thought you might. Um, because of certain physical bio- biochemical things that happen, it's the opposite of that, pal. It's the same, it's to do with the same region. It's true, you know, and there's literally the short-term memory, mm-hmm. it just disappears overnight. I know, I just, know. Just gonsters, gonsters. I know, um, you know, getting answers uh, right on afternoon quiz shows, thing of the past, pal, thing of the past. <laughs> I still do my brain training with that <laughs> stuff. I'm still there with Countdown. Uh, right, to do it. So 14th album, 14th studio album, how many albums in total, greatest hits and live albums included? Yeah, I think a couple of greatest hits and a B-sides album. So James has done a couple of solo albums. We're racking them up. Yeah, you're knocking on the door of 20. And how's the vibe in the band? You know, because it is a waypoint, isn't it? You know, your 50s, one's 50s, a band's 50s. Um, uh, 30th anniversary for you yet? Have we been there? Have we seen that? Has that come oh, and we gone? We must have. I mean, it's, it's pretty unhealthy to think I was in the same class in, with James at the age oh, of five. Oh, no. So, so, so you probably enjoyed your 40th anniversary together. So, yeah, right. like 47 years okay. together. Moving so. swiftly on. I get it. <laughs> Okay. There's um, a lot of time. But that makes it good. We've got a certain t- telepathy now, and we do kind of communicate through the buzz of just 
getting it together in a song, turning yeah. out and getting those goosebumps. Still hearing your, your record on the radio to us just transports us to being 20 again, you know, and it just gives us, still gives up that little spine tingling moment when we think we've communicated to people in a different way. We have a, a brand new um, album to look forward to from uh, the Manic Street Preachers in September. We have a brand new single to play now and you've just announced a million uh, live dates. We had some to talk about, but apparently just sometimes during the show, uh, loads more have dropped. <laughs> it's news to me. Now, I mean, we have, we've booked everything. Fingers crossed it's all going to happen, uh, you know, from Dundee to Brighton um, and lots in between, Manchester and all the rest, Edinburgh, you name it, and um, some at Christmas as well. And fingers crossed it'll all happen. If there's any safety issues or it's not going to, you know, then... That's just the way it is. We obey the law. Yeah, I think it will happen. Uh, so Cardiff, uh, July 16th, uh, Cardiff 17th. Then we go on to Derbyshire, Norway. Norway, nice Scotland. Um, Alcester, Halifax, Jersey, into September, Newcastle, Edinburgh, Dundee. October, throughout October, Stoke-on-Trent, Manchester, York, Glasgow, Leeds, Portsmouth, Bournemouth, Cambridge, Bath, Brighton, London. Then in um, 2022, Bristol, Coventry, Middlesbrough, Norway again, Stockholm and Sweden. ManicStreetPreachers.com is where you need to go. Nicky, have a great Friday. Thank you so much. Thank you a lot, sir. Take care. Bye. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show. With Sky on Virgin Radio. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We've heard from three magnificent guests already. This is the Virgin Radio Best of the Breakfast Show podcast with our pals at Sky. On the way, more to come with England rugby international Joe Marler as he rocks and rolls through his brand new Sky Sports documentary, Big Boys Don't Cry. Founder and CEO of Pure, Spencer Craig, has an open and honest chat about his and his company's COVID journey that most definitely needs a mascara warning. Former actual rocket scientist and current professor of law, Ozan Varal, takes us on a journey through time, space and his brilliant new book, Think Like a Rocket Scientist, Simple Strategies for Giant Leaps in Work and Life. A number one best-selling author, Vex King, gets us vibrating at a higher frequency with tips from his new book, Healing is the New High. All of that and more still to come, so let's get right back to it. Dapper Dave, who's next? From shining bright in Shakespeare to stealing the show on the big and small screen, he can do the lot. His brand new series, The Pursuit of Love, continues this Sunday at 9pm on BBC One. And here to tell us what to expect is the fabulous, fearless and phenomenally fantastic Freddie Fox. All right, Freddie! (laughs) What's going down? What's going down, my friend? How are you, my friend? I am so well, Chris. So much the better for that introduction and so much better for speaking to you. Well, mate, uh, you've done it again, haven't you? BBC One. 9pm episode 1 has already uh, been aired but you can watch all three episodes of uh, Freddie's latest project on the BC iPlayer right now so Freddie before we get into the character you're, who you play who you yeah. are cast with and what you're all up to together on BBC One at 9pm on Sunday 
evenings. The big drama slot. The you know it doesn't get any better or bigger than that. Can you tell us about the opening scene in that house in Chelsea on the um, north side of Albert Bridge, um, where we see Lily James sunbathing? Is that real or is it one of these CGI really annoying virtual places that doesn't exist? I hate to tell you, Chris, that the the, the house in Cheney Walk is in fact in Bristol. Um, oh! and, <laughs> uh, it, and then uh, and a huge amount of green screen to create Albert Bridge and all the rest of it. I apologise. <laughs> well, it's pretty impressive. But the, so I mean, you know, Chelsea's loss or Cheney Walk's loss is Bristol's gain. So, but that so so the rooftop exists uh, where she's um, catching some rays. Um, yeah. What about the steps down to the bedroom? Is that all real or is that a studio set? <laughs> That it, it's all it's all built in a studio set, and oh. it's all but it but it is all real. So that what that shot that passes through the floor is one continuous real shot. Um, it's just everything that's outside the rooftop uh, is unfortunately fake. Right, from all the movies you've been in, and you know, and um, that number is getting ever greater because you're so good at your job. What no, which thank is you. which is the one house you'd like to live in most that you've got to be around on a movie set uh, for real or constructed? Oh, my God, what a great question. Um, I think, do you know what? I did this movie about four years ago called Fanny Lie Delivered, which was a sort of mad little low-budget film with me and Charles Dance. I can't remember whether I came and talked to you about it, actually. I might have done. Um, and we were they built this 17th-century farmhouse in the middle of a Shropshire Valley. Yeah. And it was it was all done apropos the time. It was with all the pegs, you know, with all the, the um, you know the craftsmanship was all of the time, and it was so beautiful. Um, and um, I mean, obviously not hence central heater, which might have been a bit of a problem. But uh, I absolutely loved it, so I'm going to choose that one. Yeah, okay, that was uh, sort of uh, post-medieval grand designs. And yes, you did come on the show to talk about that, Freddie. Uh, so the pursuit of love, uh, very good. People are loving it. I think it's got a touch of the um, period lock stock about it. You know. Know when the titles keep creeping in in the first 10-15 minutes what do you think yeah i do i do because i mean there's such a phenomenal amount of plot that they've you know they've got to get through in the first five ten minutes that using that really fast sort of guy richie sort of cutting i think really really works and also kind of sub- subverts the genre a bit you're kind of expecting you know something you know you know a bit down to knee on a on a sunday night and then you get this wham 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 and i think it really brings you in and makes it kind of modern right and also it's um out of sequence which i love because it keeps the audience on its toes uh, which is not easy at 9 p.m or post 9 p.m on a sunday night for lots of people but sure. i watched it via the iplayer so it was a lot easier for me to get my head around um tell us sure. about your character now your character doesn't appear until halfway in a episode one um, and he's not compared to you know the other lead characters in the first episode at least he's not around much but boy does he cause a fuss <laughs> he causes a bit of a fuss he does i quite like playing those characters just drop a grenade and then leave yeah <laughs> he um he's called tony krosig he is the first man that linda sees and she is desperate to fall in love so desperate in fact that she completely overlooks the fact that he's a nazi sympathizer and completely odious in every single way um and you know after being told by all her best friends as i'm sure many women have who are listening to this show don't be with this man she completely ignores them all gets married to him and i I don't think it's spoiling anything to say it doesn't go very well yeah um love is blind but first love may not even have eyes in the first place (laughs) <laughs> exactly is what we're saying exactly. there um, so you get Lily, your character gets Lily James to fancy him um, how did yeah. that feel on set well it was just 
great. I mean, Lils and I have. Uh, I mean, we've been in <laughs> we've been in love so many times over the years in various dramas. We've been married, divorced, we've killed ourselves right. for each other. But this was sort of, um, I think, you know, business as usual, really. Um, and it's just so nice to play with your one of your best friends because there's just no pressure. You can be completely um, relaxed when you work, which is hard enough when you've got four cameramen and sound men and women all around you, you know, sticking things in your face and stuffing, you know, makeup brushes up your nose. It's, it's, uh, it's just lovely to have a great work partner who you love being with. That's such a nice way to put it. We had a couple on um, recently, not um, talking dissimilarly. We had Josh O'Connor and Jesse Buckley, who yeah. were in this wonderful thing together on the telly, yeah. and um, they they were saying exactly the same thing. So you have a gang, don't you? You also have a, a company, don't you? Almost a sort of unofficial rep company that happens to make things for telly and for the silver screen. What a laugh. What are you up to next, Freddie? What am I up to next? Do you know what? I'm shooting this TV show, but I feel like cause I'm right next to a window. I, I, there's, there, when I can't ever talk about it. I feel like I'm going to be shot by some assassin <laughs> sent by the production if I say a single word. Really? So I won't breathe anymore, <laughs> I'm afraid. You can't even tell us who it's for. No. I, I can't. No, I can't. Wow. I, can't. I wish I could. I did ask if I could, and they said no. A bit stingy. All right. And um, anything you can tell us about? On the horizon. Anything I can tell you about, or I'm writing my little socks off, and uh, you know, trying to get a few uh, a few scripts uh, through the pipes to, to maybe direct next. So hopefully, I'll come on your show in a couple of years' time, uh, wherever you are doing whatever show you're doing, and be able to tell you that I'm directing a movie. That would be lovely. Well, well see. hopefully, it'll still be here. Any day above ground is a bonus, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Freddie, cheers, pal. Well done. Thank you, Chris. Massive thanks. And okay. Much love. Thank you so much. Right back at you. Freddie Fox, The Pursuit of Love, Sundays, BBC One. Um, episode one was broadcast last Sunday, episode two this Sunday, uh, and episode three the week after. All, all of the episodes now available, all of them, uh, for you to binge on. A quick binge there for you, just a three-episode binge of this series on the BBC iPlayer. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. The fantastic documentary Big Boys Don't Cry is on Sky Sports Arena this Wednesday, and here to tell us all about it is a man that's had more haircuts than hot dinners. It's Joe Marla. All right, Joe. <laughs> very, very good. I was, I was pre- preparing myself to. Who are you? Who are you? Um, really Who are like you? I really like that introduction. Thank you very much. Well, Joe, for, we really like that. your show. Well done, mate. It's a great film. Big Boys Don't Cry, Sky Sports Arena, and across various Sky platforms from Wednesday, part of uh, Mental Health Awareness Week. It's 4pm Wednesday, 12th of May, but Big, Big Boys Don't Cry. Uh, you can watch it on demand from then if you have your Sky uh, Q and your Sky Walkie Talkie remote. Great film, Joe. Um, you do many things in it while addressing your own or continuing your own journey into the investigation of your own mental health and your um, experience, various experiences of depression. In it, you join a choir. You go, you go do some improv theatre. You go open water swimming. You climb a mountain with a life coach. Which did you enjoy most? Which did you learn most from? Yeah, it's interesting because Gray, the director, who uh, is a good friend of mine, and we came up with this this concept of doing it, I said to him, look, I don't mind what we go and try out, but bear this in mind. I can't swim. And I don't like heights. Yeah. And what are the two main parts of the program? Mm -hmm. Open water swimming and climbing up a mountain. (laughs) So um, talk about getting out of your comfort zone. Um, That's very much what I was uh, pushed into doing. And I think I enjoyed 
Most of it. I've continued to do my sea swimming every Sunday yeah. with a small group of us now, and uh, I really, really enjoyed doing it. Chris, I'd just like to pick up on one thing, though. Go on. You said that you enjoyed watching it. You think it's a great, great documentary. Yeah. Have you ever got someone on your show and and who's trying to promote their programme or whatever they're trying to do, and you've thought it was terrible and yes. gone, yes. it's so bad, this is awful, I can't believe you've done it. No, I've, I've thought I've thought the programmes are pretty bad, but I've never said that to them. We usually talk, <laughs> we usually talk about something else instead. That's be- if, if I start... Joe, if you listen to the show, right, and I, if, I, if we get someone on, who usually quite well-known, to be honest, let's face it, yeah. and I start talking about the wardrobe or the sets... <laughs> Or lockdown, then you'll know okay. that I don't really want to push the program that much. If I'm being honest, that's wonderful to hear. I was just checking whether you were uh, lying or not. No, no, not at all. I mean, I lie about yeah. other things, but just not that. Um, <laughs> no, but Joe, fantastic show, as I say. So, open water swimming, singing, improv theatre, live coaching, um, climbing mm. up mountains. This, mm. what you know, cognitive uh, behavioural therapy. You go and see a therapist. This, all, all these things stop you from stop that mental loop, that maddening echo, that mental echo loop going around in your head. Don't they? That's what they do. They give you a perspective. They stop the charge of the depression. Yeah, and it, look, no one thing will work for everyone, um, and that's why I went and met loads of different people to see what things work for them individually to try it out and um it was just really enjoyable to see all these different individuals and the the different techniques that they use to to bring that little bit of light into their lives um my favorite was probably the big house with the improv yeah. and um the guys and girls that had just come out um of the care system into a theater school and to tool them up with with different skills to to go into the world and, and different workplaces. And they were unbelievable, even to the point where I wasn't sure what was going I got scared at one point because I wasn't sure what was real and what was fake. Yeah. They were that good at improv. I was like, can someone give me a safe word here um, to, <laughs> to make it switch off? Because I don't know, I'm getting confused here. I don't know, but they were brilliant to hear their stories. Um, really touched me so yeah i really enjoyed it you were very good at that the improv <clears throat> and they were so they were so quick weren't they? the energy was massive not only in the room where you were doing yeah. the improv but also around the table and you're having the discussion afterwards their energy carried on they were they were fantastic unbelievable listening to them in the table afterwards um really blew me away and uh yeah, I wish them all the best. And so, you know, we in in the film, and you know, also in your book, of course, as well, which is brilliant. Out, is that out in paper right now? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you you talk about 2018. You talk about um, going to the England coach and saying, you know, I can't do this anymore, and being expected to be shown the door. But he was Eddie Jones was very understanding. He could he couldn't have been more understanding from what I hear. Yeah, I, I mean, Eddie, particularly in the sport world, and uh, Vassos will know that, by the way, Vassos, yes, what Joe. an unbelievable Vassos. I, I just keep <laughs> saying Vassos over and over. It is an incredible name. It's one of my favourite names. Thank Vassos. You. I can't stop saying it. Anyway, in the sport world, Eddie, <laughs> sorry. It could be your sorry, mantra yes. for your meditation. <laughs> Vassos, 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 Vassos. You know, like, are you trying this new Zen life? Vassos. That's the new Wusa. Vassos, Vassos. Um, please please stop. He gets, he gets far too much coverage anyway. <laughs> sorry, carry on, Joe. Eddie gets a bit of a bad rap. Um, for one reason or the other, from from particularly the written press, um, for not showing a huge amount of a human side to him. But that's not my personal experience of it. And 
I obviously he had this reputation before meeting him that I thought actually he's this hard nosed, no nonsense guy, and he's not going to appreciate a, a rugby player turning around to him and saying, "Look, mate, I'm suffering depression, or I've got some issues going on. I need to take a break." And uh, for his understanding and for his support, um, him as well as Paul Gustard, who was as coach of mine at Harlequins, to help me was was a massive. Um, lift for me to then reach out and 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 move on. How are you? How is the old noggin at the moment? The old noggin is good. It's 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 been a little bit of a wobble with all this. I'll be honest. It's been a bit of a wobble with all the promo stuff, trying to finish up the documentary, um, and everything sort of being stirred up and different questions being asked by different different members of the media, but. Um, no, I'm in a, I'm in a good spot. Like I like I talk about in the documentary, it's it's uh it's not a quick fix. It's not about right. I'm done now. I'm cured. I'm I'm wonderful. It's about a uh, a growth, and I don't mean like a hernia or anything or <laughs> a boil. I mean it's a constant growth of trying to be a better person. Um, and I'm a long way off of that, but at least I'm trying this sort of Zen lifestyle. Yeah. and every every time somebody else talks about it it's another step closer for everybody who's suffering from it so well done exactly. awesome Joe Marler Big Girls Don't Cry it is a brilliant film from a very brave big boy who does cry Sky Sports Arena 4pm Wednesday 12th of May and then across Sky Sports platforms thereafter the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio now I'm going to talk about something um, the purest of emails that we received this morning. It's more of a letter than an email. It's so sincere and authentic. Um, so yesterday I was talking about there's a little takeaway franchise outside um, and there's 22 of these these takeaways throughout the UK. They're called Pure. And the Frothy Coffeeman and I went in there the other day, I think it was Friday, and we saw this salad that they were cauliflower salad called Collie Willoughby, which we thought was hilarious. It was funny. It was a funny thing. So then uh, the Frothy Coffeeman, well, he's he has uh, a direct access to Holly Willoughby uh, 24-7. So he sent her a picture of the Collie Willoughby um, salad. And I said, she'll have seen it before. She's got a billion followers on Instagram. He said, well, she might not have done it. Anyway, she hadn't. And she loved it. And she was thrilled. And then she says, where's the vegan Mulhern? Uh, one of my ITV co-workers or the Lorraine Cayley. And so I talked about this on the radio yesterday. And then we woke up to this email this morning. And it's absolutely beautiful. And it, there's a bit of a mascara warning here. So um, fill your boots, guys. 10 to 8. Virgin Radio with our pals at Sky. Dear Chris. It is quite hard to put into words how much you talking about pure meant to me. I was walking along the street listening to your show with my chin almost on the floor and a tear in my eye. I wasn't sure what to do with myself, whether to keep listening or message my wife. I've since listened back to it five times as it's made me so happy. I know this may be a bit hard to believe, but I'd already written a letter to you a couple of weeks ago, but I never sent it as I didn't want you to think I was trying to give pure a plug. But now I know you're familiar with pure. I wanted to share my original letter with you. And here's the letter. So the letter within a letter. Dear Chris, I want to thank you for how you've helped me over the last year. I know it's a bit odd to thank someone you don't know, but the breakfast show that you and your team have produced has been so heartwarming, funny, enlightening and inspirational that it's kept my spirits high on many mornings during a very difficult 12 months. The resurrection of Virgin Radio has come at a symbolic time for me. My first Pure Shop was on Beak Street in Soho, very near the original Virgin Radio studio in Golden Square. When I first started, Ben Jones and Russ Williams were regulars. 
And I was so excited when you returned to Virgin last year. I also listened to Ben on Virgin Anthems most evenings. Depending on which way your studio faces, you might be able to see one of our local shops out of your window. The last year has been devastating for our whole team. We were over 450 people with 22 shops last March, but we're now around 200 and had to close two of our shops because of COVID. From having a thriving company, COVID chopped us in half. But we're fighting back now that London is reopening and I wanted to send you these vegan breakfast items as a thank you for the positive energy you've given me. Unfortunately and oddly, given your conversation and commendation yesterday, the Collie Willoughby salad is coming off the menu today to make way for some other dishes. However, uh, we are cracking on with Who Must Be Joking, Falafalo Soldier and Vegan Work It Out already in our range. So once again, thank you for what you've given me over the last year and I hope you and the team enjoy a breakfast. Very best wishes, Spencer. Spencer Craig, founder and CEO of Pure. And guess who the delivery boy was with the breakfast this morning? <laughs> Spencer's brother in himself. Morning, Spencer. Morning, Chris. How are you, pal? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Quite emotional. You are, aren't you? You yeah. really are. Yeah. Well, thank what, you for that. Tell tell me where the emotion is coming from. Um, well, been a difficult year for us, for the team. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, um, so just yeah, um, been a really difficult year, but we're coming out of it, and um, uh, difficult to. Uh, sorry, probably not the best place on radio to. Uh, no, be but so it's, emotional. But yeah, it's, well, you're not being. You are being emotional, but also you're, you're showing your vulnerability, which makes us yeah. all feel. All, all the rest of us feel better about ours because yeah. we've all got it. Um, so but, just tell us yeah. about first of all the first pure. Let's go back to the seed of yeah. pure. Well, yeah, I like everyone. Uh, I used to go out and eat regularly at places, other places, which I obviously won't name for on here, but um, and thought that we could do something a bit better, a bit more interesting, a bit healthier. And um, yeah, started on that mission to put a little bit of pleasure back into uh, an experience which can be a little bit transitory sometimes so we do things like free water in the stores or free vegan milks for everyone so that's a thing for you we started doing that 50p off reusable cups that kind of thing so just to make it and this was years ago this was years ago yeah right. exactly years ago so you're ahead so of the curve i think i hope so yeah i hope so okay and, so uh, so when did you get to 22 shops uh, 22 shops on about march the 15th last year last year oh my at, goodness at Gatwick me. airport Wow. We're about to open. By the way, we need them airports, don't we? We need all this. We need good food at airports yeah. and train stations. Yeah, yes, I said to trying, yeah. I said to a mate of mine who's a very successful entrepreneur. I sort of mentioned him virtually. I mentioned him basically every day on the show. Just don't don't actually say his name. And I said, if you look, Robert Carnegie, Andrew yeah. Carnegie, sorry, Andrew Carnegie made all his money. Um, 200 years ago, 150 years ago, because he looked at all the wooden bridges in the world and he said, what if we replace those with steel? And basically that's what he did and he became the richest man in the world. You know, he was the Bill Gates of his generation. And I said, if you look at all the different food franchises and all the airports and train stations and service stations in the world and turn half of them green, then you'll have, a, you'll have an Andrew Carnegie situation on your hands. But of course, this was pre-COVID. Um, we, had you reached a tipping point or were you about to reach a tipping point? Um, I think we were pretty. We were about to get there. It was a really big year for us last year, as, as as planned to be. Then obviously it just all turned upside down, and as uh, uh, yeah, being out of control for such a long time was yeah. was probably the bits that's most emotional. And yeah, like, I not, suppose not, not so. Being able to and so 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 the, the, so the emotion is it sadness? Is it frustration? Is it anxiety? Is it fear? What is it? The fact that you've been majorly wobbled? Is it a combination yeah, of all I, those things? I think things? it's probably bottled. Right, the reality is, it's probably I've just tried to keep uh, 
Keep a lid on it. Keep a lid on it. Try to keep everyone positive in the team and, and keep every, you know, we, we want to come back and be stronger. And so uh, a moment like this is a bit of a kind of let the lid off a little bit. And uh, as, as we recover, I probably need to let the lid off a bit more because <laughs> otherwise it's not good to keep that inside. No, it's really not. But yeah. uh, but we all do it and we'll, we've, we've all done it. We all do it and we'll carry on doing it because we're silly uh, human beings. But we're also brilliant. Spencer, Sky pay millions of pounds to be <laughs> to, to sponsor this show. Um, but I'm sure they won't mind. Thank you so much. Gifting 10 minutes of it to you and your company. Good luck with everything. Thank you. That is so kind. You are Thank very you. welcome. Thank you. Have you Thank brought you. us any free food? I have. I'm the- most worried about the vegan breakfast table getting cold in that box Don't right worry now. About it. But okay. Uh, <laughs> won't be, won't be um, uneaten for long no. on this show. Back in 2009 when Pure launched, I interviewed Spencer for the BBC's Working Lunch and the enthusiasm and commitment you had then clearly worked and will work again when you relaunch. Thank Did you. he cry on your show? No, I didn't achieve that. <laughs> <laughs> Tears of joy. Well done, Spencer. Thank you so much. Rock and roll. Thank Good you. morning to all entrepreneurs in the UK who are still there. Congratulations. Well done. You're amazing. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. He's an author, former rocket scientist and current professor of law. If only he'd applied himself, who knows what he could have achieved. His brilliant debut book, Think Like a Rocket Scientist, is out now. And here with news of why it is actually rocket science. Houston, we don't have a problem. We have a genius. It's Ozan Varal. Good morning, Ozan. How are you this morning? I am great. How are you, Chris? Yeah, no, we're all fantastic. Thank you so much for your book. Thank you for all the all the stuff online you've done. Thank you for your amazing podcast as well. Um, I'm so taken with your book and with your story. Ozan, for people who don't know, can you give us an Ozan Varol Bluffer's Guide in 60 seconds, please? <laughs> sure, I'll give, it a, I'll give it a shot. I was born and raised in Istanbul, Turkey. I came to the U.S. by myself when I was 17, I worked on the operations team for the 2003 Mars Exploration Rovers project, which sent two rovers to Mars, Spirit and Opportunity. We had built them to last for 90 days, uh, and I still get goosebumps every time I say this, but one of them, Opportunity, ended up roving the red planet for over 14 years into its 90-day mission. Um, and then I, I did a major pivot left rocket science, uh, went to law school, became a practicing attorney, um, and then went into academia and became a law professor. Uh, and then I started speaking and consulting um, and, and doing popular writing. And I had a book come out called Think Like a Rocket Scientist that takes the principles that I learned in rocket science and explains how anyone can use them to make giant leaps in, in work and life. I love your book. I love your mind, what I know of it at least. You talk a lot about Elon Musk in the first uh, few chapters of the book. Is he as special as some of us think he is as a human being? Um, I think I think so. I, I really do think he has a an uncanny ability of questioning assumptions that everybody else takes for granted. First of all, he is a big you know, moonshot thinker. He obviously dreams big. Uh, you know, his goal is to to colonize Mars one day. But he also pairs it with a really actionable plan for for getting there. And I'll give you an example in terms of his ability, what he calls first principles thinking, which is a way of looking at a complex system and distilling it down to its fundamental subcomponents and building it back up from there. So questioning assumptions that everybody else is taking for granted you know we had this assumption in rocket science that rockets were not reusable so for decades 
the the rockets that put their cargo into orbit would either burn up in the atmosphere or plunge into the ocean requiring an entirely new rocket to be to be rebuilt and imagine doing that uh, for a moment for commercial flights like i'm in portland oregon right now i fly to london i you know the passengers the plane and somebody steps up to the plane and just torches it just lights it on fire Sounds ridiculous, but that's what we did for rockets for for decades. Um, now SpaceX is on its way to changing that. Uh, we have reusable rockets now. There's a landing pad next to the to the launch pad at Kennedy Space Center, and that's all because SpaceX looked at this fundamentally deeply held assumption on rocket science and hung a question mark at the end of it, and those innovations are, are on its way to, um, to cutting the cost of space flight by a factor of 40, which is pretty incredible. And you talk about, um, you talk about Elon uh, trying to buy rockets initially, or at least investigating that, because he sold his first big company for $165 million, but that wouldn't buy much of a rocket. So he started to make them himself by um, seducing rocket scientists by making, the ult- by making them the ultimate offer. Can you speak to what that offer was, please? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, and that explains, partially explains why SpaceX has been so successful is because they could go to rocket scientists working at big aerospace companies, traditional aerospace companies, and and making them offer that they could not refuse. So they would go to them and say, look, if you if you come to SpaceX, you no longer have to sit in endless meetings. You no longer have to deal with, you know, bureaucratic red tape. You, if you come here, you get to do what you were trained to do, which is to build rockets. And those rockets, uh, one day in the not too distant future, uh, will take people to Mars. Um, and like I said, that's an offer that rocket scientists can't refuse. And stepping back for a moment, whenever a business embeds a purpose like that, a moonshot like that, they become a talent magnet. Um, they are able to attract top talent, and SpaceX is a great example of that. All right, we have run out of time, but I could talk to you literally forever. I will read your stuff and watch you forever, though, Ozan, and listen to your podcast as well. Ozan Baral, thanks so much for being with us live from Portland, Oregon. Cheers, pal. Thank you, Chris. You're very welcome. The book is Think Like a Rocket Scientist, Simple Strategies for Giant Leaps in Work and Life, and it is awesome. It is literally, can I say it? Did I say it? No, because it's something Vastas would say. It's out <laughs> of this on. world. It's out of this uh, world. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Dapper Dave, who's next on the show? Here's Sunday Times bestseller, Good Vibes, Good Life, Smash the Charts, and he's back to do it all again. His latest book, Healing is the New High, is out now. So if you want to raise your vibration with some guided meditation, listen closely to the wisdom of the one and only Vex King. Hey. Vex King here. <laughs> Hi, Vex, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Quite the intro there. Welcome back, my friend. Um, Healing is the new high, and this is your sequel, your follow-up to your massive Sunday Times best-selling book from 2018, uh, which is Good Vibes, of course. Good Vibes, Good Life. Um, that's done amazing business. The last time we talked, where were you with sales then on that compared to where you are now, if you can remember? Yeah, so I remember when I first came in, the book was... It was well received, but it hadn't hit its kind of peak. Mm. Um, and I remember having that conversation with you and it was still, it was just a regular book. You know, I'm just a regular person on social media um, and I didn't expect it to reach so many people. But it's until like, I think a year after where it really started 
reaching the masses and that growth has been after that show that that we had honestly yeah well that's amazing i'm so pleased for you thank quite, you quite pleased for us <laughs> it reflects quite well on us so for people who aren't aware of uh, good vibes good life just give them the headlines of that book before we move on to this one. yeah so good vibes good life is basically um a short guide um and a very accessible easy to digest guide that shows you how you can love yourself and how loving yourself is the key to creating a life you love. Now, there is a bit of spiritual woo-woo there, but it's really kind of digestible and accessible and it's really hands-on and practical. So you can start applying those things in your life right away. It's a shame that we have to say, you know, almost excuse the spiritual woo-woo aspect of it because there's not a bit, there's a lot of it, but I love that and you love that. And also we know it's true. Right. You know, I'm more than aware that there's something bigger than myself going on, you know, uh, you know, in in this universe of ours. And I find it incredible, and I shouldn't, because it's quite hypocritical, because I didn't used to understand it, that some people don't get it. Exactly like me. I was put off all of that language. You know, I, I grew up homeless for three years. My dad died after I was six months old. Um, I faced a lot of racism, lots of trauma. So some of that language wasn't necessarily well received by me. And I thought, well, there is no point to this because I'm suffering and I'm staying in my suffering. And then I opened myself up to these ideas and I didn't open myself up and say, that's true. I like to think of things as a science experiment. And even when you read some of the spiritual texts, they say, look at the scriptures, don't reject them, but go and sit with them and experience them. And then only will you acquire real wisdom because wisdom is the result of a lived experience rather than you reading and reciting other people's wisdom. Yeah, and wisdom needs space in which to exist, doesn't it? Exactly. And lots of people, most people don't have any space in their life. Exactly. So you have to create the space first of all. Yeah. Uh, in a way, you have to build the house to then go and, you know, live in, I suppose. So Healing is the New High, great title for Thank the you. sequel. Because it's true, isn't it? Because Healing is the New High, because you, you have this amazing feeling if you are prepared to look at what's wrong, you know, feel yeah. what's wrong, sense what's wrong. And then it's relief, isn't it? The, the high is the relief and the relief is almost instant. You know, not all of it, but 1% of it feels like 100% at first because it is such, it's so welcome um, that it's it's so important. And you kick off the whole book and it's the, it's the, it's the thread that, that weaves throughout the book. It's about the physical. You can't fix the mind with the mind, but you can fix the mind with the body because... The body's pain is a result of what's been going on in the mind anyway. And trauma is basically stuck energy. It's energy that's stuck. And you need to then, first of all, recognize it, then untangle it, then release it. And then um, uh, what do you do? Uh, renew it. You, um, you know, what is it called when you... <laughs> <laughs> You know, green fuel. What's it called? When it's recycle it. Recy- yeah, you need to re- That's what yeah. you need to recycle the 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 tortured and painful energy of trauma into more useful, joyous energy. I think a lot of people think of trauma existing in a vacuum, and I like to think of human beings as multi-layered beings. So we have this physical body that we all know and that we can feel through our senses, but actually. And again, when you look at the ancient scriptures, people talk about having different layers to our existence. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that that help um, when it comes to trauma. But a lot of the times the approach is the bandage approach. So you just place it over the symptom 
and pretend everything else is okay but we don't actually realize that there's other things there might be something that stems uh, there might be a pain pattern deep within the recesses of our subconscious mind or even in the some of the energetic layers of our existence that we need to address and also in regards to the body um, there's a great a great book or there's quite a few books that now show research that actually our body records every single thing that we go through and leaves an impression so sometimes we might feel a certain pain in our body and not realize that actually that's linked to some form of trauma or something that we've gone through in the past that we we need to address so it's just working with all the layers of our existence rather than just thinking right i need to just go to therapy and speak to someone about this or i just need to take medication it's what can I do to look at myself as a whole self beyond the physical body and take care of my emotions, take care of my mind, take care of my body and everything else? All right, mate. It's nice to see you again. Come over for your next book. Thank you. All thank right. you. Here we go. Vex King is the guy. You're listening to him now on the radio. Healing is the new high. Out today? It's, it was out on April 13th, but it's out available wherever books are sold. All right, mate. No problem. Healing is the new high, Vex King. He is a special man. Vex King is amazing and I need his good vibes and energy as I'm gearing up for Cash for Kids Day tomorrow, says Judith. It's taking place all over the UK and it's an urgent appeal to help children affected by the pandemic and poverty. Love the positive vibes, such good advice and makes perfect sense. There you go. A convert, an instant convert. On the text. Thank you. you. Well done. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast, and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.